It's January 29th, and this is the Cream City Pacers Weekly Rundown. Welcome back to our last episode of January. I'm your host, Alex Main, and as always, I'm joined by my fabulous co-host, Apostoli Everniatis. We are here to bring you inspiring stories and talk to the Pacers who are making an impact, whether that's professional athletes, political figures, CEOs, authors, running leaders, or as in today's case, podcast hosts. Today's episode is a little bit different as we are turning the microphone around on me. I will be the interviewee. I will be the one doing most of the talking, though maybe I do most of the talking most of the time. Anyways, I was recently on Money Sense uh, radio show powered by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I had the opportunity over the last few years to help Ellen Becker um they have a couple different podcasts, Money Sense. They have one called Milwaukee Philanthropic Community. They're great shows. You should go check them out. They're a great organization. And I went on with Heather Denton and we talked about running. So we thought it'd be a great opportunity this week to share that interview with you guys. So I'm excited for it. Apostoli, are you excited for this? I'm super excited. It was my idea. It was so your idea. I have to <laughs> I have to be excited. No, I think you did a great uh it, it was a it was a great show and I think we we it'd be great for our listeners to hear uh the story of you know how you got into podcasting, uh, how you got into running. I mean, you've alluded to most of these things in the past, uh, you know, in bits and pieces here and there. For those that have been listening, they probably have heard these things. But uh, it's nice to get it into one concise package. And you talk about a lot of other things too. So a complete yeah, package. It's a great. Yeah, and you're one of our best uh, interviewees. You're up there with everybody else. Everybody's great, and you're great too. Who who would have thought that you're great to be interviewed? <laughs> well, thank you for the kind words. Um, yeah, so I kind of gave Alan Becker a plug. Thanks, Heather. Thanks, Wendy. Thanks, Lauren, if you guys are listening. You guys have been great, so I appreciate the opportunity. It was a fun time. And uh, you guys should head over to ellenbecker.com slash radio to learn more about both of their podcast but let me say apostoli before we kind of get into this that you're in california Mm -hmm. right now i'm in wisconsin and i've got a lot of below 20 runs in and i just spend every time i go off a run i'm just like must be nice apostoli's probably got his shorts on his t-shirt on just enjoying the california vibes well i'm here all bundled up so yeah it's not exactly the truth. First of all, I just got here a day ago, <laughs> and I was running sub twenty weather as well. About you know, what was it four days ago? It was sub twenty. So I did do that. I was doing a streak, not a not a streak, not especially not in that weather. I was doing a running streak, like where I was running every day is what I mean, uh, and um, it felt great to be there. But it also feels good to be here. It's not that hot. It's not that warm. It's actually in the 40s. Right now, this is the Bay Area. This is the San Francisco part of California. So it's 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 chilly, but it's pretty nice compared <laughs> to there. Dude, let me tell you what. I just hit 40 days this week of the run streak. And um, 
a couple things. I'm going to do a couple takeaways that I've learned that mm-hmm. this will be my highest mileage January ever in my running history, which is like six years. Wow. So that feels pretty good because last year at this time, I, I started training for the uh, Milwaukee Marathon. So I was getting a lot of like long runs in, but like I was basically doing like a six mile run, a three mile run, and then like a long run on the weekend. And this year I'm just running every day. <laughs> My highest mileage day has been 11, which is I thought was pretty good. But um, it's kind of funny how you can get to the same. I'm not going to exceed last year's by that many miles, but it's like running every day compared to running like three times three times a week and doing like high mileage days. It's just it's a different way to get there. But it's been a lot of fun. I feel like I would not have gotten out during some of these cold snowy days unless it was for the streak so that's held me accountable and it's been great also you can't run every day without treating your body you know properly as in fueling so my my eating's been getting better because if i just eat like junk i don't want to run the next day right also like i've been doing more strength training and more flexibility which has definitely helped me and i don't want to give too much away but this week's sponsor insert next segment we're going to talk about mm-hmm. that <laughs> but yeah so it's 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 been great hopefully uh you know how long is it going to last um you know i thought 60 days would be great but i think 60 to 90 days would put us in spring and i think that would be a good goal to kind of get to and then have some warm weather ahead of us with a good streak going some good base miles do you think that your streak is going to be over by choice or by failure yeah, the fail uh, is this failure include injury? Um, oh. hopefully not. Hopefully not. Um, no, I mean, like maybe the day got to you where you woke up late, had to rush to work, come back home, got to take care of the girls, and then whatever happens, you have commitments or just well, something. Ho- maybe you forget. Just like Bill Hutchinson a few days ago, <laughs> he uh, forgot. A couple of weeks ago, he forgot <laughs> to run after having to that- run for what three years in a row uh so what do you think is going to be for you that's a good question so why i say 60 to 90 is because i want to start training for that 50k and i feel like whenever i decide like hey this is week one of training it's going to be like okay streak is over now it's time to train and then with that will probably be breaks and whatnot so then i'll be fine with that i think injury would probably fall in line next where it's like oh man like you know something's not doing well and I think I should take time off and then I would say third in line would be day got away from me not gonna run but what's most Mm. likely to happen day got away from me didn't run so we'll uh, every every Friday I'll check in with you and let you know (laughs) well it's hard with that minimum that minimum of three miles is not not the easiest too that's that's a minimum commitment of 30 minutes by the time you put your shoes on go out come you know stretch come back you know it's yeah it's definitely more than 30 minutes so the one funny thing about that is like man three miles when i when i've been looking at it like okay today i at least have to run three miles it seems like daunting but then it's like oh it's only 30 minutes at the most right shoes tying shoes like they're usually quicker than 30 minutes but it's like that's not that much time i can go do like i i have 25 minutes to go run like i can make time for that and if i don't i should run for 45 minutes then I know that's one of your favorite lines. Yes, it is. I keep saying it. I just told my mom today about it. <laughs> Same thing. Um, yeah, 
I'm like, yeah, mom, the Buddhists say this. And she's like, why should I listen to the Buddhists? <laughs> That's fine. By the well, way, for the, people, for the people that don't know what I'm talking about, uh, what we're talking about is there's a Buddhist saying, a Zen saying or whatever. And maybe it's not a Buddhist saying. Maybe somebody came up with it and put um, that it's a Zen saying underneath it. Just like, it's like misappropriated quotes. a quote on Instagram yeah. by yeah. the by Buddha, by the by Buddhists. Buddha himself. Um, <laughs> so the quote is this: that or something along the lines of, uh, "If uh, you should, everybody should find five minutes to meditate every day, and if you're too busy and you don't have five minutes, you should meditate for twenty. And jokes aside, that's one of the best advices that you could get: is that, you know, especially when you're in times of, you know, high stress. And no time for yourself is when you should absolutely make time for yourself because, um, you know, it's underrated. And thankfully, there are a lot of uh, people out there that are preaching for that time with yourself. And uh, I think our our sponsorship, maybe we're going to cover a little bit about that. So many hints into our sponsorship segment here. All right, let's let's jump into that. And then we're going to jump straight into Alex's interview with Heather. This episode is brought to you by Performance Running Outfitters. Pro is our go-to running star with five locations in the greater Milwaukee area. They have everything you need from shoes, gear, and accessories. And Performance Running Outfitter was awarded a top 50 running store in the United States in 2020. Huge Huge accomplishment. Jess, kudos. And uh, before you. I welcome you on here, I want to also say that um, we're going to talk about flexibility and strength today. It's something I always talk about on the show that I need to get better at. So we're bringing you on today to talk to us about the importance of kind of bringing some flexibility and strength into our workout regimen. Yeah, I think most runners um, kind of lack in that department. I think it's getting better though. Like I think people are becoming more aware that they need it and winter is the perfect time to work on it. So I thought it would be a good time to talk about the things that we can do um, while, while the temperatures are nasty. The temperatures have been nasty. I, I will say that more people are doing it and I'm one of them. So I feel like I'm part of that, part of that conversation. So I feel, I feel better, but yeah. So what, what are, maybe what is your routine or what do you see successful people around you do that we could pass on to our listeners? Yeah, I think a great one, if you have patience for it, is yoga because it gives you the flexibility and the strength training. Um, one of my favorite, I love an in-person yoga studio. I love Hot Yoga Milwaukee. But if you are a little creeped out doing yoga right now during COVID, um, Yoga by Adrian on YouTube is amazing. She has um, a seven-minute warm-up for runners. And then she also does these free 30-day cha- challenges. Um, and it's really great. It's great for beginners. Um, and if you're not flexible and you can't touch your toes like me, you can still do it, which is what I love. Yeah. I've been doing, um, the Peloton app and it's been huge cause they have like strength for runners and stretching for runners. And uh, I tell you what, last week I didn't do any strength training or any stretching before or after runs. And I was so tight and I was like so immobile on my runs. And this week, all I've been doing is stretching and strength training. And I just feel so much more loose. And on top of that, I was listening to a podcast with Molly Seidel. And she said, if you're consistently running and you are tight, 
then you need to fix what you're doing because you're not running correctly. As in like, you're not doing enough outside of running to keep you, you know, flexible and strong. So that hit home for me as well, uh, to start getting my butt in gear with this stuff. I would love to know, like, what, how much time, you know, elite athletes spend per day doing that kind of stuff. I know it's a lot, definitely more than, you know, we do. Um, but it'd be, I'd love to know the exact, like it's an hour or two hours, you know? Oh, it's crazy. The amount of like, uh, professional treatment they get. So like massages or whatever it may be. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty next level. At least what I see from Instagram. That's That's my only insight into that. (laughs) Yeah. Real life on Instagram. Yeah. And you know, what's awesome. Also awesome is runners are lifting heavy now. Like I feel like back in the day you would, you know, pick up a five pound dumbbell or not even, you would just use your shoes or just your body weight. And now it's like, it's, it's good for you to lift heavy and it's, um, definitely helps your running. So you see that a lot now too. Yeah, definitely. And if you guys don't have any access or don't want to go to a gym, I mean, we're talking like just be at home, active stretch before a run, you know, some leg swings, you know, do some quick calf raises, get, get, you know, get your body loosened up. And when you come back, even if I just like, I don't want to like do a Peloton and I just do like 30 squats and some calf raises and just kind of get some strength in a run, like post run, it always feels so good than not doing anything. And uh, sometimes that can be super easy. Super yeah, easy. while your coffee is brewing, do some squats. Yes. Or Just add it you, in. <laughs> <laughs> add it in. Hey, this is like one last pro tip I'll give. I feel like I'm talking a lot here is when I brush my teeth at night, I've been doing calf raises. So that's yes. been my key to success <laughs> because I was ranting last week that I had weak ankles and my cousin came back and is like, Hey, one of my instructors said weak ankles means weak calves. You should do calf raises. So I'm now at 50 calf you have raises like a day. You like the biggest calves. Yeah, I know. Surprised. He does. He does. <laughs> I was so sad, so and I'm like, your calves are just so big no. and strong that that's why your ankles don't know what to do. <laughs> You're like Popeye. Or it's just all fluff. You're like, dang, look at those legs. And you're like, they're weak. They're, they're weak. His ankles are weak. I know that. And it's like, now I got to, I feel like self-conscious. Like I got to get these suckers even more swole. So calf raises every night when I'm brushing my teeth. I hope you guys join me for it. I like it. All right, Jess, this was great. I think this is something we all can easily put into our pre-runs and our post-runs and even on off days, like when you like you said, when it's cold out. So, you know, this is definitely going to pay dividends come spring when you're healthy and strong and you start increasing your miles. So if you need anything to help you running this winter, whether it's shoes, gear, uh, there's some great recovery tools over at Pro, uh, you can head over to performancerunning.com and use CCP10 at checkout to get 10% off your entire order. Again, that's CCP10 at checkout. My guest today is Alex Main, founder and host of Cream City Pacers, a podcast that brings inspiring stories and conversation with runners who are making an impact in the world, whether it's a professional athlete, a political figure, a business leader, author, or anyone else interested in running. Thank you so much for joining us today, Alex. Heather, it's great to be here. Thank you for the kind introduction. Makes it sound like really legit. Like I like that. <laughs> you know, I really do enjoy your podcast. You know, as a as an amateur runner myself, um, you know, I'd love to hear about your background and how you journeyed into running and the podcast and the show. And and you know, let's just do it. Yeah. Um, so 
I am not a traditional runner. I did not run in high school. A lot of people who label themselves as runners. I played football. I played basketball. I did a lot of team sports like that. And it was actually um, my then girlfriend, now wife, was a big runner. And she was like, hey, Alex, like, I, I joined this running group in town. You should come run with us. And I'm like, I don't run. Like, I hated running the mile when we had to do it in football or basketball or gym. It's just like, it wasn't me. And she's like, hey, you should come. It's more than running. Like, this group is more than running. Like, we hang out. We have beers after a run. And I'm like, I just, like, I don't fit in. And it came to the point where it was like, I either go up in a shirt size or I start doing something with my life. Because, you know, I'm now out of college, out of high school. And I, I wasn't playing basketball and football like I was in high school. And I was becoming out of shape, which was, uh, I think I was just trying to hide that fact. So I started running. My wife got me to go to the group and it's been the biggest change in my life. Without that, I wouldn't be here having this conversation with you today. There would be no Cream City Pacers. There really wouldn't be all this content that we're providing Milwaukee. So it was probably the greatest thing I have done and changed in my life. And, you know, now I'm running marathons and this, uh, in 2020, I logged 1300 miles, which it's all in perspective. It's a lot of miles for me. Some people, it's not a lot for some people. It's like, Whoa, what? That's a crazy ton of miles. So, um, I was really proud of that. And, you know, taking it back, I was like, okay, so I'm at this run with my wife and it was like, everyone, you show up to this group and it's like a six mile route. I'm like six miles. What is, I can't Mm -hmm. run six miles. I don't even, (laughs) I'm not even sure I'm wearing the proper shoes. And that, I mean, that's where it started. And that's like the biggest jump for anyone. And it was, I went out there and I I ran two miles. I remember everyone else took off. It was, it was, it was November. So it was dark when we were running and I ran a mile out and I was out of breath and I ran a mile back, but somebody ran me with me a mile out. And it was like the greatest thing. Like we were having conversations. I I wasn't talking because I was out of breath, but they were like talking to me. And I was like, whoa, this is like really cool. Like you're a stranger. Why are you running with me? But it's because I was like new to the group and, you know, we try to make community. I'm still a part of that running group now. Shout out to Patrick Beezer and the Milwaukee running group. Um, And I ran a mile back and it was two miles and it took me probably like 22 minutes, but I did it. And that was the start of my journey. That's amazing. I love it. And just starting off, like you said, with that one mile out and who knew where it would lead you now. So how many marathons have you run? So I just completed my third in the fall. Uh, Races look a lot different this year with COVID, but uh, it was the virtual lakefront marathon. And uh, it's actually a pretty cool story. So my wife, I have a bunch of friends. We actually live up in Whitefish Bay and shout out to the Whitefish Bay location. Uh, Your office is on my normal route and I hit Winkies and then I hit the office. So I'm used to when you announce, Hey, we're right across from Winkies. Like, Oh, I know. Cause I cross that street every day. Um, but we basically made a four lap loop in the park across the street from our house. And we had like six friends who were all running the race and we, uh, kind of did it over a few weekends. So we could all like cheer each other on and like do support crews basically, and be at the water stations for each other. And it was probably the coolest thing ever because when you're in a race, you know, and you're just running, you know, there's like, it's cool because there's so many people, but like I had our, my friends with me, like we were obviously distant while we were running, but like handing me water bottles. And it was like, I felt like just like very taken care, well taken care of. So yeah, just finished my third marathon. Um, you know, I probably have run 10 half marathons in my life and five Ks here and there, you know always have to do the turkey trot every year. I was probably the most disappointed that I wasn't able to do the turkey trot last fall, but hey, hopefully we can do it this year. 
Yeah. And we'll talk about like traditions and the social aspect of yes. organized races, you know, also in a little bit. Um, share with us a bit more about the podcast then and how it was to start that and the journey that the podcast has been on. Yeah. So when you run um, and you run with someone else, so I started running with the group, like I said, and that's how I, you know, all my, most of my training for the first few years of me running was showing up to the group at night, getting in my runs on Saturdays. We always do long runs. So I basically like trained for my first half marathons and marathons, just running with, with the Milwaukee running group. And when you're on a run with someone and you have to run six miles or you're on a long run and you're running 20 miles, like some of my best friends, they're all way faster than me. I can never, I will never, I want to say never, but I'm not as fast as them. So you, you meet someone who's your pace and the, there's either two things you can do on a run, not talk to each other or talk to each other. And you start, I started meeting all these people. It's like, wait, you run 200 mile races or like, wait, you're, yeah, the mayor of Tosa, or you just start meeting all these people and you're like, wait, like we're just out here running together and you meet artists, you meet school teachers, you meet mechanics. I mean, it's just every, there's no like, Hey, if you're a teacher, you're exclusively mm-hmm. a runner, everybody runs. And I started meeting all these people. And one of my best friends, Abasoli, who is the co-host on the cream city Pacers, we were the same pace and, you know, we were, became best friends through running together, but I was like, obviously, we just meet so many awesome people. Like, how do we share these stories? And at the time, working at Go Get It Marketing and Media, we produced podcasts. I'm like, we should make a podcast, like, and tell stories. And like, am I good at being a podcast host? I don't know, but I love talking to people on these runs. So let's make it happen. And um, that was basically where the idea started on a run. And then we took it to Apostoli's studio and we started like doing some test runs with each other. And we're like, well, how about we just bring in people we know to start with and we'll see where it goes from that. So we started, we launched our first episode on April 14th. So Milwaukee day back in 2019. And um, we just started talking to people. I mean, our first few shows, we had Jessica Hefner um, of performance running outfitters who's the owner of that we had uh tania fisher of fear mke we had our friend arun sakar who runs like 200 mile marathon 200 mile races and it's just like this totally diverse group of people and then you know we we were doing them sporadically like we had michael lovell president of marquette um patrick beezer of the milwaukee running group like i just said and then when COVID hit um we were like hey we were doing these in our studio And it was like, okay, hey, this is now the time that we should start creating. Like, we're all locked at home. People want to hear each other more. How can we do that? So we shifted to doing the podcast weekly. So in 2020, we produced over 52 pieces of content that we released. So at least an episode a week. And not only did that help us creatively, but it's like connected us to people and the running community to like a whole new level. Like the amount of people we're able to reach with the show, but also the amount of stories we're able to share where someone's mm-hmm. like, hey, like Mandela Barnes is the lieutenant governor of Wisconsin. But what he's saying with running in his life, you can take that and implement it as a school teacher because it's all just mentality and how you approach running and how you approach life. So I feel what we've been able to do this year has just been absolutely incredible. And we're really excited to take it into 2021. I'm really excited to see also what what 2021 brings for you in the show. I know there's been a lot of different paths people have taken with this pandemic this year when it comes to, say, taking on new hobbies or feeding and fueling maybe hobbies that have been set aside for a while, you know, running and fitness being one of them. 
Yeah, I agree. I think this year you've seen if well, at least I've seen more people are, are running than ever for first timers. And it's incredible because when you're basically at home, you can't really do anything. You can't go to the gym. I mean, so many people I know were a part of whether it's like a gym or a part of like, you know, Orange Theory or F45, you're doing those kinds mm-hmm. of things or Shred 414 you really couldn't do those and putting on shoes, stepping outside and going for a run or a walk or a walk run is the easiest thing to do. And the amount of my friends and people that I know that started running is that it was absolutely incredible. And like, it was just over at performance running outfit or shout out to pro. They were saying that they've seen a, a high of new people coming in and buying sh- running shoes for the first time. So I think it's absolutely incredible because running is the easiest thing you can do. And if you can't run, you can walk, which we all can do on a daily basis. So it's pretty incredible how easy it is to get into it. And that's one thing I love about running too, is that you just, like you said, you just need the shoes and basically leaving your front door. There's no travel time. You know, you just need maybe a sidewalk or a safe place, a light up vest if it's early in the morning or, or in the evening over the kind of these cold, dark days we're in right now being in winter. Yeah, you could definitely... There's enough running gear out there for you. For it being running, you can buy enough stuff. I have enough stuff in my closet that you're like, you need all this just to run? And you're like, eh, I do now. I've been doing it long enough. <laughs> I, that's exactly right. Yeah, you don't need it right on the onset, but uh, it's definitely <laughs> something you can build up towards. Let's talk about some of the different benefits from running. Yeah, there there are a lot of benefits to running. I would say when I first started running, the main benefit for me was to lose weight. I was, I felt that I was getting out of shape with my life. And I, like I said, I didn't really want to go up that shirt size. And it was, it was kind of time to change my habits. And so running for me for the first few years of my life was just like watching the butter slip off. And, you know, once you run a mile, you can run two miles and then you get comfortable with that. And it's really, it's easy to say, but you start running three miles and you start running five miles. I remember I did my first half marathon and I crossed the finish line and I was happy as a clam. And the next week on a run, Patrick, who's the leader of Milwaukee Running Group, came up next to me. He's like, hey, how was the half marathon? I'm like, great. Like I achieved my goal. That's great. And he's like, perfect. Now you, because this was in spring. He's like, you'll be ready to run the Lakefront Marathon this fall. And I was like, what? And he's like, well, if you run 13 miles, you can run 26.2 miles. And I'm like, well, that's twice as many miles. I, I, what? And he's like, yeah, just you can, if you can do, if you can run 13, you can run 22.6. And that's the case for anything. If you can run one mile, you can run a 5k. If you can run a 5k, you can run a 10k. And you just really, once you start doing it and you start enjoying it, you can really start increasing your stamina and distance. But no, so for me, it was, it was losing weight. And then Man, what I've learned in the last like six years from running has just been incredible. The uh, what, what it's done for me physically, like, yes, I've lost weight, but like I am healthier. Like I, on days I don't run, I feel sick. Like I just don't feel like myself and there's nothing better. And most people who work out or exercise or run will say there is no better feeling than working out in the morning because it just sets you up for the rest of your mm-hmm. day. Not only did you get your workout in, but your brain is clear. You have more mental focus. You have this just like sense of sharpness in your head. You feel on and it, it, that's like flooded over to every aspect of my life. I, I go out for runs now. Actually, we just interviewed Jeremy Foyette on the show, who is like the founder of Milwaukee. And he actually got into running this year. And what he does is he's like crazy smart, but he focuses like every mile 
on a new problem that's in his life. So he knows from mile one to mile two, I'm going to try to solve this answer or this topic that I need to figure out. And after that mile's over, I'm moving on to the next question because I'm not going to let things linger. I don't want to like put too much thought or, or whatever it may be into it. And I've tried to incorporate stuff like that into my life of like, okay, how can I try to use this time that I'm out there on my feet physically, but also mentally? How can I maybe solve a question to an answer I've been trying to solve at work or something I'm trying to figure out in my personal life or, hey, I've been hearing different things on how I should approach this. Like, let me try to like play this out in my head. And if you talk to a lot of people, that's that's what they, that's mm-hmm. what kind of what you end up doing. If you listen to, like, I love listening to podcasts. I listen to the podcast on my run. And after about 15 minutes, the podcast is tuned out and it's background noise. And like, my mind is just shuffling through whatever I'm trying to work through. So I think for a lot of people, it's probably like those physical benefits. But after that, the mental benefits running can have is is just absolutely incredible. I mean, clarity, sharpness, and, and this is like longevity of life, right? Like you're now setting yourself up to be a healthier person. So down the line, you know, in five years, you should be, you should be putting yourself up for success physically and mentally. And I think it just, it really starts adding up over time. And it, and it is a long game. That's what exercise is. It's, 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 an, it's a long game to keep yourself here as long as possible in the best shape you can. And at one step at a time, yeah. you know, like we talked a bit, you know, this being early in the year, many are looking at different habits and hobbies and, and thinking about it, maybe, maybe from a reset perspective, whether that's dusting off their running shoes or just going and getting their first pair, or maybe looking at a goal for more miles or a better time. Yeah. And I think whatever it may be, whether you're going out for the first time or you're trying to increase your mileage, figure out whatever's right for you. You're, you're not going to be able to look to your running friend next to you because they have different goals than you or whoever it may be in whatever category of life. And we can focus on, on, on running here. But if you're just getting started, then, you know, it's go out and run for try to run for five minutes. It just it doesn't matter the pace. Don't even think about it. Just try to run straight for five minutes and then stop and walk for two minutes and then try running for three minutes. Like you just have to take literally baby steps like that. And if your goal at the end of January is to run two miles consistently, that's great. Now, if you're trying to run 2000 miles a year, then that's a 365 day goal that you really have to you know, that's almost 40 miles a week. So you really have to figure out like, okay, how am I going to make sure that I'm putting in miles every week when I know I have to run through winter, spring, summer, fall, and basically winter again? How can I make sure I'm not being injured? Well, for a lot of people like myself, like what I need to do next year is really increase my strength training. I'm sure runners are good at running, but we're not good at doing other things. I'm not good at stretching. I'm not good at strength training. And those are things that I need to know if I really want to hit my goals this year. I need to really increase focus on that in my life. And it's simply figuring that out, but then it's actually implementing it. And looking at 2000 miles in January 1st is really daunting. So we break it down. I break it down by a week. Okay. So for a week, I'm going to need this many miles. That means today I need to get this many miles. And you're literally now breaking it down to daily tasks to help you get where you need to be. Right. I think that that, you know, something you said really struck me and that's not necessarily comparing yourself to the others around you. And, you know, a quote that always rings in my ears, that comparison is the thief of joy. And so if you want to really enjoy what you're doing and appreciate it for what you can do, it is important to have your own goals as to what you can accomplish and in a way that you are going to stay inspired to actually participate in it. You know, one thing I love about running 
is being outside and in nature. A little hard to do sometimes in winter, um, but you can equip yourself or, or just change your goals to better fit the climate, if you will. But it's almost like a form of meditation, kind of like you said, the gentleman that you interviewed, you know, thinking through a different thing every mile, you know, I'll come back from a run and have much more clarity on, you know, different things that kind of knock around with each step. Yeah, I think, well, before I jump into that, I want to take a step back to comparing yourself to other people. That That is a great quote. And I'd like to say this, like one of my good running friends, Jenny Swaggerman, she wins, like she's won the Lakefront Marathon. And she was actually last fall, uh, two falls ago, I feel like COVID's not a year here, uh, <laughs> was going for the Olympic trials for in the marathon. And she was trying to qualify at Lakefront. And that's like, 240 like they're at 245 that's very fast I'm like a four-hour marathoner so if I compared myself to her every day I would be a failure every single day but what I've really tried to shift my mindset is like hey look at what Jenny's doing every day to make herself this good don't be jealous say how can I take what she's doing and, and use it in my life so I can improve myself to meet my own goals and that's I think one perspective I've really tried to change in myself to help me get to like the next step in my life instead of like loathing and feeling sad and like, well, I'll never be this good. I'll never be able to run or whatever. Maybe you need to be able to look for people and be happy for them. Like be happy for your friends, people who succeed and take what they're doing and put it in in your own life. And I think that's going to help at least myself propel myself forward. So I just wanted to throw that out there. But for your question on clarity with running and meditation, yeah, the, like the, the mental clarity, I think, is huge for runners. And you hear like the runners high and like, it's almost like the special thing when I first heard it, like, oh, yeah, I went on a long run and it felt really good. And like, I think that was a runner's high, but it, it could be like on a three mile run after a mile in, like I, I would call like I'm in this runner's high where like my mind's now working. I'm not even I, like I'm running and my mind's just like answering mm-hmm. its own questions and thinking of its own thing, doing its own thing. And to me, that's like a runner's eye and where I can use like a meditative state to creative think. I use running for like creative thinking, like, hey, okay, who can I have on the guests on the podcast next? And what kind of questions we should ask them? And what direction do we want the show to go? And what do we want the listeners to get out of it? And on a 30 minute run, I'll come back and I'll have that piece. I'll have that whole thing like mapped out in my mind. So then it's just taking it to the paper and being like, okay, here's the outline. Now let's have this interview for the show. So I think it's it's absolutely incredible what your brain can do if you let it. And I think exercise is the greatest form of letting your mind just kind of get to that state and let it let it work on its own. Especially when you take away so many distractions that we have in front of ourselves all the time, whether it's a computer, a phone, an iPad, but everything else that distracts you, say, within your own home or in your workspace. And to get out away from that, like you said, really can open your mind. Yeah, getting stuck. I've read some stat about like how many hours people sit in front of TV every day. Use the five minute journal. I don't know if you've you've heard of it, but in the back, it's like an index of like what else you can be doing with your time. And it's that people on average watch like three to five hours of TV a day. But if you just heard one funny thing or watch like two minutes of TV, your brain gets the same amount of endorphins that you need. So you don't need to watch two hours of TV, right? You just need 10 minutes of it. And it just like goes to show how much like screen time we, we, I fall into it all the time. I get lost Mm -hmm. on Instagram and you're like, what am I doing? (laughs) So I think eliminating that from your life is hard to do, but when you're exercising, it's for sure reason that you don't have anything in front of you. 
Yeah, absolutely. So Alex, you know, as we've been talking about all the different impacts that running and running groups and a community of runners have on each other, you know, your experience, what have you seen for as far as like the social impacts of running and getting into that as your hobby? So when I got into running, it was kind of for myself. I want to lose weight. I want to be in better shape. But what I didn't expect to come from it was the community aspect and the amount of friends that I've made from running and the amount of people I, I've met in life and networking is is, is incredible, um, especially, you know, I started running with the group. So you show up to groups, there's, there's people from all walks of life at different paces. And, you know, if I'm running this pace today and someone else that I've never met is running that same pace. And it's like, Hey, I just made a new friend. And it's fun because you're all out there supporting each other. It really doesn't matter social issues or whatever it may be, or, Hey, I believe in this. You believe in this. It's like, Hey, we're both here because we're running and this is what we're doing. And that ties you together. And it's almost like, you know, everyone's a part of different things, whether it's it's your church or whether it's a, a different organization or a professional organization, you know, running is, is that same thing. And you're, meet, you're meeting like-minded people. And it's it's incredible how many people I've met and like the conversations you have. Like, I think I've worked through things in my head with people that I've met a few times that I wouldn't even have with like one of my best friends, because I don't know if there's this relief of like, we're out here running and I have no one else to talk to and I need to work this out and you're going to help me with it. And it's cool because it's, that's like the kind of fun that you can have with it. And I think with community, it's great. You know, one of the things with running is what my wife was telling me is like, Hey, this is more than a running group. And and that was the case. Like we would celebrate people's birthdays after run. Someone would bring in cake. Right. And it's like, okay, Hey, now we're having a birthday party because we're running. And you're like, well, I would have never been able to have this before. Or we, uh, we used to go out for Monday meals. So every Monday we'd pick a different restaurant after the run and go out to eat. And now we're having dinner with new friends. And it's, it's, it's the small stuff like that, that I'd never really thought was going to come into play in my life. And I think it's like a huge impact on, on you personally, because now you're making this network of people that you can lean on and support, but also runners are from all different walks of life. So now you're meeting teachers or you're meeting, I actually met my car mechanic through running and now I have like a go-to car mechanic. I never had one before. I feel like people are always like, Hey, I'm a mechanic. And now I have one because of running. So it's incredible. And I think meeting people that have different backgrounds and different professions, you know, different viewpoints on things, just add something to your own life, it allows you to be more well-rounded, open-minded, and yeah. just, you know, have, it's kind of funny to relate this to running, but kind of see what it is like to be in somebody else's shoes. Yeah. Not <laughs> well, literally, not literally. Yeah. Literally, not literally, but you're, you're right. And, and, you know, and nowadays, you know, you hear of like social media and how like you're only getting fed the content that kind of relates to you and you can join a very specific group and just get very specific content, you know, with running. It's like, hey, if I'm running with someone, I, I didn't really get to choose them. They're just running here in the group and we get to hear yeah. their thoughts on everything. And, and I think it's, um it's great because it really is, it really makes you well-rounded and it just like, hearing different perspectives on life or things or different situations that like, Hey, this person's going through this. I've never been in that situation before. And now I'm experiencing this and, you know, maybe this will help me have a conversation with someone else down the line who's experiencing something in the same way. So it's uh, it's pretty incredible. We had uh, Mandela Barnes on Lieutenant governor of Wisconsin and 
he was saying he, about political parties and different views, right? And he said some of the best people he's met are people who are have totally different ideas than him. Because when they talk, they're both, if you have like an idea that's so far left or so far right, let's say, right? Like you love ideas. You're like feeding off, uh, off of that almost. And to hear like the other side of it for these people, it's like, okay, and it, it helps them grow. And it's like, well, that doesn't really make sense. Why is someone on the far right talking to someone on the far left? But it's because the ideas that they're bringing to each other are helping them personally grow. Okay, now I can start seeing how having this well-rounded mind can help you grow in your personal life or whatever it may be. And well, and really to have you help others too. Mm -hmm. Like listening is so important. And when I think about being on a run with a friend, you do a fair amount of listening because you can't, you can't talk the whole time. <laughs> but so, you know, listening and just being able to understand and be there for someone is a really important piece. You know, we do that at our work. That's what we're there for. We're there to listen to clients and hear their backgrounds and what, what their concerns are, what their dreams and goals are. And you get that in a running group as well. Yeah, definitely. I would say always run with someone faster than you because then you can just say like, I'm really out of breath and let them talk the whole time. And then you can just be a good listener. And that's great because then you can just take in the story and you don't have to be talking all the time and be out of breath. But no, I think I think you hit it on the head. I think running is just one form of being able to create that community and really be able to, you know, whether it's hearing other viewpoints or being a good listener or whatever it may be like, it's funny, but out running again, you're running physically, but you're growing all these other parts of your life that you really never thought would have an impact on from running. You've mentioned several different running groups that you have participated in, or you currently participate in, but it sounds like there's a lot of local or even nationwide groups that are built to fit many different slices of runners Oh, yeah. I mean, one of our goals of the podcast is to make Milwaukee the best running city in America. And we have a long way to go, but we're definitely there. You live in Bayview, you live in Waukesha, you live in Whitefish Bay, you live downtown, you, you, know, you live in the middle of the city. There's a running group for you. There might be two people, it might be 50 people, but there's a running group. It's, just, it's actually one of the things that I found the most surprising is that how many running groups are in town and how many different organizations you know, like the Badgerland Striders are the biggest running group in Wisconsin. They put on the lake, which probably one of the races people are most familiar with. And, you know, it's like a top 50 marathon in the United States. And you would really never think Milwaukee would be that, but it is. So we have a lot of great groups and a lot of great running communities doing a lot of really amazing things. And uh, I encourage you to just Google Milwaukee running and there will definitely be a lot of different groups that come up um, and you can find out different times that they're running or however they're doing it. I know a lot of them are virtual right now. Some of them are in person. So whatever you're comfortable with, there's a group out there for you. That's great. How could people get started? You know, we are right in winter here, like you said, to search out some groups and maybe find the best fit. What are some different aspects to consider? Yeah. So you know, a lot of people aren't comfortable running in groups for the first time, uh, right? It's running new. It's, it's You're very vulnerable. You're like putting yourself out there. And that's definitely okay. So I would say make yourself comfortable at first. So if that's, hey, I want to make sure I can run two miles straight, work up to that by yourself. But once you hit that two miles and you start doing it, head over to the group. I think there's a lot of good groups in town. The Milwaukee Running Group is one of them. That's what I'm a part of. The Badgerland Striders are the biggest group in town. Go check them out. Uh, Fear MKE. Um, they run all over the place too. A lot of times in River West, they're one of my favorite groups as well. There's the Bayview Run Club down in Bayview. 
there's a lot of different groups. There's, if you love trails, the Lapham Peak Trail Runners, like you go up to Lapham Peak every Sunday and run and then go have brunch afterwards. So there's a lot of different groups out there. And let me tell you what, they're all, we're all runners and we're all very welcoming people. That's one thing you'll find out with runners is we're all very accepting because we all come from different backgrounds of life and we all started running at one point, whether it's high school or whether it was this year. So we understand that starting is hard or, hey, I've never run with a group. It's new for me you can still show up and it's comfortable. People are definitely there for you. So uh, take the first steps, go outside and run. If you're looking for indoor stuff, I know the Pettit Center, the Badgerland Striders had donated the track around the Pettit Center inside. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the Pettit Center is open. Keep looking for that because that's open year round once they are open. So it's, it's a good place to be inside if you need to. For sure. You mentioned trail running. Tell me a bit about your experience with say trail running and and how people could look to get involved in that. Yeah. The one thing with road running, it's, it's pretty high impact on your body, um, right? Cause you're, you're running on mm-hmm. concrete or cement for the most part, but trails, it's very soft and absorbent. So it's a lot, it feels a lot nicer, a lot, a lot squishier, but being out in nature is so beautiful. And there's a rush of roads running on a trail and just like taking like on a summer day and being able to take in, like it just smells so much better. Over by me, I have the luxury of having the Milwaukee River Trail, uh, which if you've never heard of that, it's like a town of Milwaukee River from Hampton all the way downtown. It's on the east and west side. It's beautiful. If you check it out, walk it, run it. It's a wonderful place. I found that trail running is a lot, I feel a lot more relaxed and pace usually goes out the door when you're on the trails because you're avoiding sticks and stumps and trying to go up and down hills so it doesn't really matter Mm -hmm. it's really just like you enjoying nature and I think it's a great way to be able to get outside and get in the woods and still be active and get a run in yeah that's great I I do like a good um, trail run on occasion too and Alex I wanted to talk specifically about organized runs you know there's a lot of different 5ks that had been out there. And a lot of people oftentimes will say, I really want to run a 5k. You know, they want to do a couch to 5k training program. What have you seen the impact of where we're at right now with COVID and organized races? Yeah, organized races have taken a big hit this year. Um, Though running, so this is a stat from Strava. Strava has seen people have spent the most time moving their bodies this summer than ever before. So people are more active than ever. But races are down. So marathon races are down 42% compared to last year, which is huge. And a lot of that has been taken virtually running by yourself for a 5k or a marathon. You know, it's, we want to do it because we want to be in person. We want the energy from the race. We want Absolutely. the snacks afterwards, right? You want, you want all that. And it's, it's tough because that, that's gone away, but it's actually incredible how many solo races have happened this year. I think I saw on Strava 11,000 people shared their virtual marathon for London and over 14,000 people completed the uh, virtual New York City marathon. So people are still out there doing it, which means like, okay, races are on pause right now. But once, you know, we can have races again, people are really going to be excited to get back to it. I think the one thing is races will probably not look the same. I think it's going to look a lot different. You know, usually you're used to starting with like a hundred or 200 or a thousand people at the start line. Like it's probably going to be spread out in waves. Like you're going to just have release people because if you've ever been to an event, 
uh, once the race starts after the first couple miles of the Sava Marathon, everyone's spread out. I think moving in the future, there's going to be a lot more of the virtual component because it's like, hey, I can now participate in a race that's in San Francisco and do it virtually from my house. Or like, you know, I think that's going to have a big impact on having more people be a part of races. But I think once races start happening again, I mean, yeah, we've taken a hit with not only races, but travel. So many people love to travel for marathons, like Mm -hmm. destination marathons. It's it's like a thing. I have a lot of friends who love to do that and plan like all their vacation days around doing that. I think it's super cool. And that all takes a hit for now, but I feel it's going to come back and it's going to be stronger because people are going to want to be in person, but also you're going to have a huge uh, chunk of people virtually now participating in runs and paying for it than we've seen in the past. And still getting the t-shirt and possibly a medal. That's why you pay. Yeah. I want my t-shirt or my medal, exactly. whatever it is, whatever it is. People love the medals. That's a big thing. You know, another thing that, that is really an important part of organized races is the charitable component. So with races being down, you know, what are we seeing when it comes to fundraising? Like many different organizations have a fun run or a run walk or a 5k or a 10k as part of their annual campaign. It's interesting because a lot of those races in the past have thrived off like, hey, we're going to have our corporate like fun run that to raise money for this charity and it's going to be here and we're going to fly in people from around the country. And people really thought like, this is like how we're raising money. So what we saw this year is we actually put on with Fear MKE, we put on the MKE Run for Justice and all our money was going back into the community of Black-owned businesses, made the t-shirt, Cream City Print Lounge, shout out to you guys, and then went to Urban Underground. And we had 300 people sign up and we raised over $11,000. And it was, it was crazy. Race entry was $20. We wanted to be able to like donate some money, but also it's the pandemic. People are losing their job. We didn't want to have a crazy high amount, but the donations that came in were like, were just really astonishing. And it was felt really cool. It's like, look at all these people wanting to give back. We were able to use running for people to donate. Cause like uh, there was a period of time if you remember back in June where with everything going on with the you know the social injustice and like the shooting of Amon Arbery like how do I help like where can I donate money and people really didn't know so like a race like this was able to funnel money back into our community and I think we were seeing that a lot from organizations in our community or around the country and it's pretty incredible to see the charitable component like go up and I think what you're going to see is how what I was saying with more people doing races virtually is more people willing to donate to causes outside of their community. If I really believe in something that's going on in say San Francisco, I used to have to go out there for the run to be a part of it, right? I can now register, do it virtually and donate money to that cause. And I think that's going to be a huge component. So I think you're going to see a lot more corporations doing run. If you have branches throughout the United States, you could hold a virtual race and now you're getting all these people to do it across the country and being able to still run on their own and then also donate to charity. So I think it's going to be a big thing for corporations moving forward. And it really has piqued my interest on like seeing that part grow in the future. And I think promoting that on social media too, you know, when you run the 5k virtually on your own, you know, there's posting it with the right hashtag and, and sharing that with your family and friends. So then they see and get interested and know more about the organization and why you felt called to run that race. Like you said, we love the medals, but it's really not about the medals. You know, it's about being able to be a part of something. Yeah, exactly. I think when, when you have an in-person race, like the thrill of like crossing the finish line and all these people around you being there kind of satisfies that feeling. But when you're doing it virtually, 
it's like, okay, I got to take that selfie and upload it to Instagram because I need everyone to know that I just did this by myself and no one was there to watch. And you said it, it's incredible because now instead of me being at a race with only the people who are either running or spectating, it's now reaching my entire audience that's following me. And you start seeing this cause and your charity is really uh, organically pushed out there to the entire world. Yeah, exactly. And I think you feel a different sense of meaning behind that run when Mm -hmm. even though, you know, I did the girls on the run run earlier this year and wore my number, you know, while I ran, even though it was just in my neighborhood at five in the morning. Uh, But it was great. It really just did again, gave me just different inspiration during that particular run. Yeah. And you're proud of it because you did something and you're also like helping a cause and it's like a double win-win and, you know, you're happy as a person to share that. Um, So I think it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, for sure. Well, Alex, this was really great. Thank you so much for all the insights that you've shared and, you know, hopefully really informed and possibly inspired others to figure out that goal and and go ahead and, and go, go get it. Yeah. Just remember, just put on the shoes, step outside and just go. It's that yeah. easy. It's, yeah. One step at a time. One, like you said, block, one mile, one marathon at a time for you. But um, if people wanted to be able to listen to your podcast, Cream City Pacers, where's the best way for them to go and subscribe? Yeah. So you can follow us, uh, Cream City Pacers on Instagram and Facebook. You can visit us at creamcitypacers.com or you can find our show wherever you listen to your podcast. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, we should be there. Just search Cream City Pacers. Thank you so much, Alex. Thank you for having me. And remember, Money Sense airs on Saturdays from 2 to 3 p.m. and on Sundays from 12 to 1 p.m. All right, Alex, are you ready for the rapid fire round? <laughs> no. no. You don't get a rapid fire questions round, no. I know that. Why did you? Um, you're going to take forever to answer. You always told me that you can't make up your mind on the um, song. Right? It, it doesn't change every week for you? Yeah, so I was looking forward to this. So I will have one answer. One person I'd bring to Milwaukee, Casey Neistat. Casey Neistat. Casey Neistat. If you don't know who that is, go listen to our show from December 25th with Jack Coyne. I talk all about it without Casey Neistat. We would not be here. There would be no podcast. We would not be in your ear right now. And he's a great dude. And he's an insane runner, too. I think he was on, like, a streak where he was running, like, 7 to 10 miles a day. And it's like, animal. So... Animal and all the other things that he does on top of it. It's not like he sits around. Speaking super of super active guy. Speaking of uh, pump pump up songs, um, uh, it does rotate all the time. I just love having a rotation of music. But I actually this week's song for me has been "Animal" by Mike Snow. Uh, it's a great song. I haven't listened to it in years, so it's my it's been playing. "Animal" by Mike Snow. I don't know that song. Oh, you guys should I'm check not going to change the song. I'm not. I'm not going to no. change the song to the. No, we got to keep the no, I'm classic. Not, I'm not, I'm sorry. This <laughs> week is the classic Cream City Pacer intro. I would not want it any All right, other actually, way. Actually, I'll do this for you. I'll do this for you. I'll do this. Which one out of all the songs that we have remixed would you choose for today? Oh, which one? Not, to, not the actual song, but which one? Which hey, one sugar, do you like? Sugar, Maroon Five. What do you? Oh, but that I didn't remix it. But that was before I used to remix the songs. So I'm not doing Maroon 5, everybody. You already know. This is the end of the show, and you already know what which song played in the beginning. But 
this is the question you're around. I'm, I'm looking. I can't I'm wait to be on the Ellen Brecker. I can't. I can't wait to be on the Ellen Brecker show because I know which one I would pick. Which one is my favorite? But okay, I'm gonna go. Uh, I, I, they're all good. I'm gonna go. Amazing Kanye West. Okay. All right. I actually, yeah, nice. I can't change it. I, yeah. I stick sticking to the guns. Chariots of oh, there's so many good songs on this playlist. <laughs> Chariots of Fire. I think the one that you enjoyed the most, one of the ones where you were like, "Dude, that song is fire." Uh, I think that was the the one, Prayer Five, by DMX. You kind of liked that one. You're like, "Oh, that sounds so good." <laughs> yeah they're all good that was a good that was a good one i mean like we got panama by van halen wake up arcade fire this is and you can listen to all these songs by going to spotify and searching cream city pacers pre-race pump-up songs if you search pre-race pump-up songs it's probably going to give you our podcast uh, our, our playlist on spotify with all the answers from our past guests and it's pretty, uh, pretty great way to start your day. Oh, it's a great uh, way to start your get day. All, get all pumped up. And how do you know that running. it's the pre-race pump-up songs? Because it's our old logo. Yes, as you've known, we updated our show logo to have a nice... Um, we used our white logo over the uh, whatever that sculpture is at Atwater Beach. So yes. enjoy the new logo. So this our pre-race pump-up song is our old logo just to keep the difference in the feed. And the sculpture is the new sculpture right with the change after the change after the words were removed for those that know right alex yeah i forgot about that whole debacle but yeah that was that was that was real that art that, <laughs> it's a great view it's a great view <clears throat> it's yeah. a great view and that man that piece of art has gone through going up going down coming back it's there you should go check it out go to atwater beach uh, great views. I usually take a photo and put it on my Strava feed at least once or twice a week. Same photo, same view, different sun, different wave. It's beautiful. It's one of my favorite views. I like. I love the consistency. And when are you going to bring back the espresso videos, the coffee videos that you used to make on Snapchat? Maybe not everybody knows about that, but we're all asking <laughs> about it, Alex. It was the consistency of it. Every morning I would wake up and I would see Alex make his coffee and it was exactly the same. And you were listening to the exact same song for like the, a, a 10 day streak. It was Adele's uh, send your send my love to your ex lover. And um, it was uh, it, it was a very welcoming thing. It used to have a mustache, too. And I miss that that consistency. Bring it back. Bring back the coffee videos, Alex. Bring back the... All right, I can do it. Man, I haven't listened to Adele in a while. She needs to be on our pre-race pump-up song list. She needs to be on our pre-race pump-up song list. Okay, we've chatted. If you've made it this far in the show, we really appreciate you. You're one of our favorite listeners. And um, like they... Alex. Go ahead. before before you before you say the signature words, I gotta say, Matt, you're 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 one of my best friends too. I appreciate all the things you that we've done here with this show. It's it's great to be on this journey with you. And I loved hearing about it. It was truly one of my favorite favorite interviews. 
Wow, we, favorite yeah, we interview really, you've done for sure. We, yeah, that might have been the only interview I've ever done. So <laughs> there it is, the first best. It's easy to be the favorite. <laughs> no, that was great. I hope you guys all enjoyed it as well. Next week we will be back to our regular, regularly scheduled programming. We have a good episode for you next week. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but that's all I'll say for now. You have to tune in next Friday. Until next Friday, keep on running. <laughs>